you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast, an NFL podcast for the players, by the players. Here is your host, 14-year NFL veteran and Hall of Famer, Aeneas Williams. Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast. I'm Aeneas Williams. Man, I feel like dancing. Why? Because we're here at the NFL Network in Deion Sanders' room. And uh, we're just talking about unfinished business. Now with David Carr, yeah, man. the Bulldog, Fresno Bulldogs, and also a Hall of Famer, LaDainian Tomlinson, both playing 11 years. Man, so glad to have you guys allowing us to intrude in Deion Sanders' yeah. house. There are pictures all over. I just feel like having that jerry curl. I feel like relaxing. And uh, we're just talking about unfinished business. We want to talk about those feelings that it's almost as if uh, we haven't done everything yet. It's like we've left some things on the field, and there's so many players uh, that can relate to that. Let's talk about it. Both of you guys played 11. Man, that's like 20 in dog years, right? Yeah, yeah. it feels like it. But when he's, when it, we have some guys that play long years still seem like unfinished business. You have some guys played a short amount of uh, games, unfinished business. Then we have some, man, I just got in, won the Super Bowl. So it's all, it seems like there's always some kind of hang-up that keep us from transitioning with peace. How have you guys done it, LaDainian? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I think for me, when I entered um, the NFL, entered into the NFL, I kind of had a number in mind of how many years I wanted to play. Where did uh, you get that? That just was intuitive? Yeah, it, it just... It, you know, I always, I always understood that, um, you know, football was for a short period. Like, that wasn't my purpose. You know, I was gifted with, with a talent to, you know, play the game and, you know, do some wonderful things for my family and provide for my family like no one ever has. Mm -hmm. But I also understood that there was life after football. I understood that at an early age, you know. But where did you get that from? Well, I think... Uh, I think family, you know, like having having you know uh, a mother that was uh, instrumental in in ad advising me in different situations, you know, um, and also from from experiences with other guys, you know, guys that when I first got into the league that uh, was going through certain things. I remember I, I came into the league and Junior Say I was in the locker room, Rodney Harrison, Doug Flutie, Curtis Conway. Wow. You know, and so I would hear I, these are the guys that I got with. You know, I wanted to know what kept them in the league for so long. And so, you know, having that experience with all these different guys, it kind of formed my own vision of what I want to get out of this game. Mm -hmm. How would you encourage today's athlete, and I'll come to you in a second, yeah. David, today's athlete who may hear this podcast or today's player who don't necessarily go to the guys that have experienced the game. It's kind of like, it's almost like they do it on their own and they learn from their own experiences. Why were you 
humble enough. I don't know if to use that word, but what 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 happened with you to make you feel to go to these guys and listen to them? I think it's upbringing. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's coming from humble beginnings, understanding that. Um, you know, you need others on this journey of just life. You know, you need, you know, others. And I remember one of the things I would always hear growing up is um, learn from the older folks. You know, they, they have been down that road and they have the wisdom. Mm -hmm. And the greatest thing that you can have on your journey is wisdom. Right. And, and so I've always heard that growing up. And I guess so I was always humble enough to, to go to people and, and ask for advice, um, whether it was a coach, uh, a teammate, it didn't matter. If I felt like you can better my journey, then I humble myself to come ask for advice. What about you, David? Yeah, I think listening to LT, it's clear that he had good family, good, good people around him, gave him good direction. A lot of guys that I played with, they didn't have that. Right. Um, I'd say the majority of guys that I played with in college and in the NFL, they were on their own. They were either they had you know, if they even if they had a single mother, it was, she was doing as good as she as she could do. Um, but a lot of times they didn't get sound advice. And I think that they got into the NFL. And when they got there, everyone had, that has always been around them, but only told them their worth was all football. Right. The only thing that they're worth anything for is because you can play the game. Obviously, that wasn't all LT heard at home. Um, so he knew that he had a number in mind. When he's done, he's going to be done. And I'm good with that. And I think a lot of guys have a hard time with that because their identity is just wrapped up in the, in the NFL and what they do for that small chunk of time. So if a guy gets hurt in year two and his whole identity is wrapped up in being an NFL football player, well, what are you going to do for the next 60 years of your life? And I think that's where a lot of guys get in trouble. Um, and so I was fortunate enough also to have a great family at home. Um, I was blessed enough to be able to play football for 11 years. I mean, when I was growing up, I was a little guy. When I was a freshman in high school, I was 5'4". I didn't think I was ever going to play in the NFL. So five 11 years. 5'4", as a freshman? 5'4", wow. barely 100 pounds. Like, they had wow. to like put weights in my tights so I could make sure I could get to the weight to play in the 8th grade. As a freshman? I couldn't even play wow. on the 8th grade football team because I didn't weigh enough. Right. Wow. So it was a really interesting beginning for me. And so for me to be able to play at all was awesome. And, uh, and now my brother gets to play. Right. And so our family's been very blessed. But I think that even if you talk to Derek, he would say the same thing. Our identity's not wrapped up in being able to play football. So... That makes the transition after football very easy gotcha. because we just yeah. go into the next part of our life. We go on and try and do things through the networking that we've done, through the relationships that we've made through football. Man, I know people on every football team, every college football team, NFL team. I coached or I played with guys that are coaching. I've, I've played with guys that are coaching in the NFL level and the college level. And so it's, it's a fantastic, um, fantastic fraternity. Yeah. I think LT will tell you that's it's awesome. So it's a blessing, right. but you can't let it be all-encompassing what your life is you have to you have to you know have have something that grounds you whether it's your faith or your family or, or a goal in life or where you want to get to that can kind of take you out of that and into the next realm were you guys always at peace but the transition how what what was that like was I, it... I mean I was always at peace I mean because after my 11th year and you know it's funny because the whole year I kind of had the the, the thought and really the perspective, like, this is it. Like, this is going to be the last year. And as the season went on, I would count down. Eight weeks left. You know, I got eight more games. <laughs> you know, yeah. So you, you, know, just, you just knew it. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I didn't know for sure, but I knew it. You know, I, it was kind of starting to build. And I'll tell you what happened. Probably was coming down to the last three or four games, and, and we were away on a trip. And I, I 
I had just had my, my second child and, and both of my kids were babies at the time, you know, maybe two and one. And I called my wife one day and I said, hey, what are you guys doing today? And she said, oh, I got the kids, we're at the museum. And it was the first time that I didn't want to be at, on the road trip. I wanted wow. to be with my family. So that, that reaffirmed that, okay, you know, like, you can see that coming hard to shift in. Yeah. And then, so what happened is the last game, I walk off the field, and, you know, I feel good about it. But then, you know, you have that thought. Rex Ryan called the next day, like, hey, we got to get you back. Like, you need to come back. Let's finish this. And you start to get the feelings yeah, again. Right. Like, you know what? Maybe I'm not done. But, you know, I, I took the time over two months after that to really meditate. And I'm a spiritual person, sure. so I had to understand what God wanted for me. Like right. this next, was it was I done or was he telling me it's time to move on? And so it took me two months just meditating and praying on if this is the right decision. Right. But, and, and, and talking to guys like Scott Turner, who has been a great Scott, mentor yeah. to me um, about this transition, it all came back to, it's time. It, it's time to move on. and. I was at peace. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like you talked about your family. My my kids were actually a little bit older. My oldest one, we, so we got married. I got married in college, and then we had my first son my last year in college. Wow. And so when I was getting towards the end, um, in my last year when I left the Giants, uh, get a couple of phone calls. But we we would go from where we were during the season. We would leave after the season, go back home to California, and my kids were in school in two different places, and he was about to start high school. And so I was like, well, do I want to take my son out of his freshman year in high school and then come back and bring him in in the spring and have him do that? Like, how long is this going to go on for? I mean, you can be a backup quarterback in the NFL for 20 years. You could really just continue to <laughs> right. do that, right? I mean, it, really, you can. If you just find right. some completion and throw it to guys like this, it's super easy. But at some point, I had to say, you know what? I can't do this to my kids. My family's got to start now. And then, and then so that's what I finally made a decision where I said, no more workouts. I'm not going out to see anybody. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. But I'm just going to go on TV and talk about you guys now. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of what I did. <laughs> what, what advice would you give the legends that didn't necessarily have that peaceful end? You know, they're still grappling with, you get the guy that's still working out. How sure. about that yeah, guy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still working out, man. I'm waiting on the call. Mm -hmm. you, we, have, we have that legend. Yeah. Or we have the legend that's transitioned. No, he won't play anymore. But for some reason has not been able to just come, at, come to grips and have peace by however it's turned out. Yeah. What wisdom would you know? You know, I, I mean, just me personally, I mean, those are the kind of guys that, I mean, I'd love to be around more um, because, you know, and LT spoke about it a little bit, but I'm spiritual as well. I mean, God has a plan for your life, and it's right. not necessarily just to play football for four years and then have nothing to do. There's something that he's going to, he, there's a position that he's looking to put you into. And with all your experience, even if you play a year in the NFL, so many young kids and people would love to be around a guy that just played one year in the NFL. Right. So whether it's coaching, like go back and coach, go back, you can still be around the game. You don't necessarily have to play it and beat your head up and beat your body up. Right. You can still be around the game. I still coach with my son's high school football team. When I came back and I was done, my brother is actually the head coach at Derek's old uh, high school. And I was like, well, I'm going to call the plays for you, bro, because I'm not going to sit in the stands. So there's another, there's yeah, another, I have another brother. Yeah, there's another one coaching. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to call the plays for you because I'm just going to be screaming stuff from the stands, you know, down here. So I might as well exactly. come down there and do that. So that has kind of kept me in it too. And it's been fun. So there's a lot of ways to, right. to get out that, that competitive side and those juices that when you wake up, like LT's talking about, you get a call from Rex Ryan. Okay, maybe I do need to kill, still right. do this. There's still ways to get that out but then to kind of still transition into the rest of your life. No, I like that, David. Yeah, I, 
you know, I think it's all about really finding your other passions in life, mm-hmm. um, and 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 really um, gravitating toward those passions, whatever that is. And I think a lot of times we do get caught up thinking, you know, my passion was football and on Sundays and, you know, going flying down there, hitting people and scoring right. touchdowns. But but there are so many other things. We just got to tap into it. I think because most of our life playing football is so structured when we do things, yeah, what time of the year. And, and when I think about my football career, it, it really – it was took place over the course of about 25 years when you think about Correct. it. Correct. Every single year you're doing sure. the same thing. And so it, it's easy to get caught up in the mindset of this is my passion, this is what it's all about, this is what I do. But then finding those other passions is very important for the transition for any of us. And like David said, me coaching my son, he's playing flag football and, and, and being there and, and you know, just – educating him on what the game is truly about, learning to to work with others. It's a team game, respecting each other, working hard. Some of the values that that we learn, um, that we learn Mm -hmm. playing the game, pass it on. And at the end of the day, I've always lived like this. I've always told people, you know, people may remember the touchdowns, the records for a, a little while. Maybe years, years go by, they still remember. But the impact that I can have on someone in my community, touching them, bl- making them believe that they can, that they can overcome obstacles, that's true yeah. to me. Don't that's what life that. is right. about, and that's what fulfills me at the end of the day. Are there any regrets? Any potential regrets? Like we all can have some. Mm-hmm. Are there any you were able to redirect or recategorize? So my my dad, another statement my dad makes, he says, uh, "Is not what people." don't know that hurt them is what they do know that's not true. In other words, when a person is attempting to define how their career was, or I was with the Cardinals. We only went to the playoffs one year out of the 10. So the naysayers and even the even other players would say, oh, man, you're not really in the league and all those kind of things. Can you imagine me all of a sudden now being dissatisfied? I'm on one of the, I'm one of the 32 teams. I'm living one of the things I dreamed <laughs> about. And all of a sudden, because of something out of my control, because football, as you guys know, is yeah. ultimate team sport. Yeah. Yeah. You can do your best and it still not go so well. But the measure has to be we do our best. So part of the, I guess, the question I'm asking, have you had to recategorize something? Like instead of saying, well, y'all losers. No, I work hard. We haven't won as many games. I'm in the National Football <laughs> yeah. League. In other words, let no one take my joy from me. Yeah as a result of not knowing how to keep something in perspective. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I, and I, I, you know, I think just one way, you know, people say, oh, you never won a championship. You got the two AFC, you know, title games. You, you didn't get a chance to win a championship. And isn't that a regret? Like, don't you hate that you didn't? And I, I don't live with regrets. I don't believe right. that, you know. And, yeah. you know, the way I answer that, I always say, I, there, I had a lot of championship moments, and that's what one right. of the things that I learned from Marty Schottenheimer. When you think about it, there are so many championship moments that that we lived through uh, in our life that are ch- we can consider championship moments. And then I end with, there was nobody that won more fantasy championships than me. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's how you, once again, you were able to redefine it. You were able to keep it in perspective, right? Yeah, well, yeah, so for the same same reasons I say that. So 
ironically enough, I went seven and nine in my in the best year that I ever played. Seven and nine, right? So you're talking about a total team sport. And then the year that I took no snaps, there was only one year where I did not take one snap in the entire regular season. And that was the year the New York Giants won the Super Bowl. That's I didn't take crazy. one snap, wow. right? But my That's best year was when I went exactly, seven and nine. Right. So that Super Bowl ring is great. And LT, with all the things that he did, and what you've, you clearly deserve to have one, right? But that's why you say it's a total team sport. Right. So when you try and uh, identify yourself or, or you look at your career and, and start having regrets, it's so hard to do that in this sport because it's never just about the one person, yeah. right? And that's why it's the greatest team sport because everyone is involved in your success or your failure. So you can't get wrapped up in, oh, well, I didn't do that well. And I could have done this better. I could have won more. It's not up to you in the end. It's, in the end, you can only do your best, like you said. Right. You do the best you. For me, it was seven and nine on a pretty average football team, right? Right, um, and then the year that I don't take a snap, we win the Super Bowl. So go figure. I mean, that's that's why football is is fantastic <laughs> and terrible at the same time. And that's one of the reasons we had these podcasts because a lot of times you can get isolated as a player. Because one of the things yeah. I've seen when a guy legends transition, one of the unique things is uh, they separate from mm -hmm. the game totally. Oh yeah, you right? don't want to do that. It's almost like I don't want to look at football. I yeah, I think, I think it's, it's yeah. a yeah. bit of anger, you know, maybe of how it ended. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of guys like that, too. Like, oh, I don't or, yeah. watch it no more, man. I don't want to be around it. And, and you know, I think it's really the wrong way to approach mm, it. I agree. Because you, yeah. Absolutely. You know, deep yes. down, you, that's, you've always had that love for the game. So continue to involve yourself in it. Hey, if you're listening to this and you're somewhere isolated by yourself, when they hear about you, just put it in perspective. Hey, my best season was seven and nine. Yeah. But I won the Super Bowl. Didn't right. play a, didn't play a <laughs> didn't down, play right? Snap. So think yeah. about that, man. Right, so right. think about if you get, if let's just say, David, all of a sudden you made that your boats, right? Everywhere you go, because right. the media, if you don't, it's like if you didn't win a chip, right? It's right. like you didn't play, right? Right, right. <laughs> hey, exactly. So, and if you're not careful, what? Guess yeah. what happened? Guys are defined their existence. Oh, no doubt. Based on the perspective of someone who's never done this arduous, difficult job that we did for over 10 years, all three of us, right? Yeah. So I want whoever's, whoever's hearing this to know, man, please put this in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the reasons we, we have the term legends from the league office is, I remember we, we were coming up with the name, what, what we're going to call it. And I remember they said, we're going to call it legends. Whoever, any former player, a legend. Hmm. And one of the Hall of Famers was like, well, well if, if every player that played a legend, who, what are we, right? <laughs> but what we were saying was, man, if you played one snap at this level, you're a legend. Oh, yeah. yeah. From your community, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. You played yeah. one year. You absolutely. got training camp. You're the one percenter. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening, because guys maybe didn't play as long, they start thinking, I'm not really, just as you said, LaDainian, I'm not, not really much. We want to remind them by calling them what they really are. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're yeah. legends, and That's now you great. have an opportunity, as you just said, Ladani, to redefine now how you're going to leverage this. That they may not remember all our stats, mm -hmm. right? May not even remember David won a Super Bowl with the Giants, right? Right, yeah. But they will remember when you call those signals and you're helping your brother. Your children, our children will remember the times that we put in with them because they won't even remember our stats, yeah. right? No. Right. My youngest daughter has not even seen me play. Exactly, yeah. She so doesn't care. They're like, yeah. you dad, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm what dad. these people make a big fuss about you, right? Yeah. Over here, right? <laughs> right, right. right. Yep. The, the final thing I wanted to ask you guys, how have you, what skill sets have you transferred from the game to how you live in life now that's helped you? Well, yeah, I mean, um, so many things. Just the time I spent with Tom Coughlin was 
was priceless. I mean, I still Tell have, some of the things I still have this... clocks that are five minutes fast. Like I still have watches that I pull out of my drawer that are five minutes ahead. And I'm like, well, I better get on. I better show up because Coughlin's going to lose it. Even though he's nowhere to be seen. He's in Jacksonville. He's not in Bakersfield, California or anywhere around here. But just punctuality, hard work, anything that you put your hand to do, you just do it with everything you can. And that's what football, those, those are some of the best lessons that you can learn from the game. There's, there's so many lessons that you can learn playing football that are great for post-football and are great for life and raising a family. Raising a family is much like having a football team and trying to be the quarterback on a football team, trying to get all these random different personalities wow. all at the dinner table at the same time, so it's a success. I mean, it's, it's a Okay, so stuff. David, here's here what I got, no pun intended. Yeah. I agree. It's like running a football field, uh, a football team with a family. I got a question for you. Yeah. Are, are you married? I am, yeah. Okay. Do, does your wife have... Uh, way to talk to you in helmet. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, but I can talk back. See, that's the best part. Quarterbacks were never allowed to talk back to the sideline. Now I can actually have a conversation back, so it works out better. It, it doesn't cut off, though, because, you know, yeah, it only true. has a certain amount of time. No, right? at 15, it does not cut exactly. off. It, keeps, cut off. Yeah, it goes all night. It goes all night. <laughs> what about you? Well, I, I, yeah. You know, it's funny. I echo, you know, the um, time management thing and being punctual wow. and being on time because I have Marty Schottenheimer. And yeah. he was the Those same. He was, he was the same. By the way, did they ever tell you why they were like that? In other words, did they ever tell a team? I know timeliness is obviously central important, but they, did they ever say the reason behind the disciplines that they required on their team? I, I think Marty kind of grew up in a military family. Yeah. Or he has that background, and, and that certainly. Um, I think Tom would probably be reason. better off as a general. He probably would have liked to yeah. lead a battalion more than a football team. Right. I think that in some of the things he'd bring in generals and he'd bring in military people. Um, he, but he really, he really enjoyed that aspect. I mean, he always just tell us, just real quick, is uh, the reason that I make you guys be on time is so you show the rest of your team that their time is important. Because if you if you cruise in late to something, you're just telling someone that's already sitting in there that your time's not as important to me, and this is a complete team effort. So if I value wow. your time, then I'll show up on time. You know what I'm saying? So that's what he used to always say. But I, mean, I, I, I always, when people always ask, because it's an enigma, how did the Giants beat the Patriots, right? Two times in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. The only ones to do it yeah. the, in Tom Brady's era, right? And what people don't re re realize, non-football people, that Tom was, is cut from the same cloth as Belichick. Yeah. Right, both of them under Parcells. Mm -hmm. So because of each of them would have the disciplines and understand situational discipline football, yeah. it just would, whoever had the ball last really was, in yeah. those games. Because Tom was a situational master. Yeah, I mean, exactly. he, that's all he would ever talk about. Friday and Saturday with the quarterbacks was just situational stuff. You know, X's and O's were kind of out the window at that point. So, yeah, that's a good and, point. And then another thing about that is, I, I guess, how detailed you kind of have to be in, in life, but also definitely football. But Marty was so detailed. I mean, he would have everybody at the beginning of the week when we first started Wednesday morning, the whole team is in there. He's going through what offense needs to do, the game plan, defense, special team. So everybody knows what everybody is doing. Wow. And then, again, the night before the game, like Saturday, well, actually Saturday when we came in for meetings, he would then go through – another huge like um, game planning session with okay the game plan is in this is what this team is going to try to do to every position you know uh, offense Accountable defense everyone, special yeah. teams and so you start to understand how detailed you have to be to be successful like certain things like you and I went through this dealing with the media learning to talk mm -hmm. to the media uh, communicate with the media 
I think that it actually helped us for the job we're doing oh, now, the down. NFL Network, right. being able yeah. to communicate, you know, to people on camera and being comfortable on camera. It's uh, just think if we can remind legends to just go back and remember some of the experiences when you played. Like think about how it would help us in our lives to just think of some situational things. <laughs> yeah. Because a, a lot of challenges are reoccurring in our lives. Yeah. You know, it's something we've seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's relational after the game with, with the woman, with players, or raising children, situational. A lot of times, same things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I like to say, man, if we can just remember some of our experiences, planning things out, yeah, the being on time, how much that would impact our lives. Because here's what I heard you say, and I heard both of you guys, when, when they were talking about time management, and Coach Coughlin, I heard when you're not on time, you've really been a selfish player. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So think about it as a husband or a father, you you can't be selfish. You can't. And the, 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 the final thing I, that helped me in sports, and you think, it didn't matter how you felt. That was the other thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it didn't matter. Being dependable. Right? You had to Being go. Dependable. Gotta show up. Do your job. Yeah. Be prepared, whether you felt like it or not. Even on game day. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. That oh, yeah. I mean, you always I, felt I, it, right? Absolutely. But what did we learn? Once we get into doing it, then those feelings and these emotions begin changing. It's yeah. crazy because the feelings and emotions are not, they're not reliable. But we still did it anyway. And those are some of the challenges, believe it or not, legends have. Man, I don't really feel like being no dad. Man, I don't really feel like it, right? I don't feel like going around some other people yeah, other than my old circles. I don't, I don't feel like it. Does The game taught us that, man. You know, it's funny that you say that when you talk about I don't feel like it. It's like the example that I want to set for my kids. And so they, you know, they never got a chance to see me play, obviously. But now in what I do, making sure they understand why I go to work, why I get up in the morning. Every morning when I'm at home with those kids, I, I get up to cook them breakfast. Mm. I don't want to. Right. I might come in on the red eye at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'll tell them, Daddy will get in right before you wake up. But they see me up at 7 o'clock cooking them breakfast. I don't want to, but it's what I've learned yeah. in this game, how to be dependable. And, you know, it, I guess it's just the way... I am now because because of this game. I've learned that. Wow. Well, it's been great, guys. It's been awesome. Appreciate Thank you it. for taking the time and sitting down with us, David, Ladanian. Congratulations again Thank on, you. on the Hall of Fame induction. Great job being a big brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm the youngest of uh, three boys, and I know what it was like. I never had to look outside our house for role models. That's awesome. Wow. And I know what that's like. So appreciate the Carr family. You got their impact on this great game. So thank you, man. Appreciate it. The best is yet to come. This has been the NFL Legends Podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at NFLLegends at NFL.com. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.